Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I'm your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here. We are going to talk about e-scooter for the next 45 to 65 minutes. We're going to talk about how e-scooter is going to have the e-scooter 500, and it will be the slowest 500-mile race in the history of mankind, eclipsing the 1911 Indy 500. I don't really know where to go with that one, so we'll talk about 500 qualifying Practice thoughts when we are a day and change in as we sit here and record Thursday early afternoon. So, and we'll make some predictions. There's not really any news, but I guess the one thing we should probably highlight first is the new qualifying format because it came out when you were on, I think it was when you were on vacation or one of us had something going on. It was a weird week. Anyway, so the way it'll work Saturday, everybody qualifies. If you are positions 13 to 30, you're done. That's where you're starting on the race the following weekend. And, you know, you can, can, yeah, that's it. Positions 1 to 12 will then qualify in the Firestone Fast 12 Sunday early afternoon. And then you are done. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. 7 to 12 is done. And then after that, I think it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon is the... You know, last row qualifying. And then a <laughs> chance will be 31 to 33. Obviously, the 34th car will be bumped. And then after that, Firestone Fast 6. So, you know, just a little different instead of the Fast 9 like we've seen the last, I don't know, seven or eight years maybe. We have the Fast 6, which is supposed to be like more in line with road and street qualifying in terms of you know, casual fans who are listening or watching. Do you have any thoughts? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Do you not care at all? I'm trying to think of how it's different from the past, like last year. And that was just, we didn't have the fast six, right? We had the, was it fast nine? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. So that's basically the big difference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Cause you know, obviously there was no bumping last year. The last year there was bumping was 19. Was it 19 when, when, oh, wow. Has when Hinch got long. bumped, yeah. What what year did? Or I'm sorry. What year did Alonso get bumped? It was 19, right? That sounds right to me. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you know, it's it's been a couple of years, but even then, the you know that bottom format hasn't changed too terribly much in quite some time because there's just not enough cars for it to really change, but. Yeah, I guess that I guess that's it in terms of 
format differences. Every year they tweak it a little bit, but I have no problem with these tweaks. No, I mean, it's not a major tweak, so it's not super hard to to understand what's going on. No, no. It's not like some weird, crazy difference. And I think, I don't know, the top six thing is cool to me because it's the first two rows. I mean, the first three rows is cool too, but first two rows, I think kind of maybe stands out a little bit more for the people who have to go out and qualify again and really get those top positions. Yeah, agreed. And I think kind of the like the format on Sunday, at least, where you know there's a some time for the fast twelve, an hour or so for the last chance, and then I think forty five minutes or so for the fast six. I think we'll keep it moving a little bit better. The weather's supposed to be really nice this weekend, so there shouldn't be any you know rain delays or anything like that. So it should like the the general flow of the day on Sunday should be a lot smoother, I think. And I think we can understand, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, like the, the last qualifier was 5.50 p.m. on Saturday. Like it wasn't 6 p.m., it was 5.50 and people were losing their minds. So I think this is a little bit clearer in terms of, hey, this is when, you know, the, the last car is done and everything. And I'm I'm trying to look up what time that is. I've had it on my phone and now I don't have it on my phone. So oh, anyway, yeah, Indy, I'm, I'm trying to pull it back up. Where was I looking at it? I thought I had a screenshot of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. And you know, naturally, because like we're recording now, Indy 500. I don't care about Indy 500 practice. I mean, I do, but okay. Saturday. Oh, now I'm clicking on the wrong day. Now, now I have now it here now. Okay. Go ahead. So qualifying starts, I guess. At 11 yep, on Peacock. Right. Yeah, 11 a.m. This is interesting because I guess it, it'll it change to NBC at 2.30 p.m. Yep. Still be on like Peacock. So, yeah. yeah. And then on Sunday, it starts with practice, I guess, at 11.30, the last chance practice. Mm-hmm. Then top 12 qualifying is at 2 p.m. Eastern time and last chance is at 4 p.m. Okay. I'll be home for last chance qualifying. I might miss top 12 qualifying, but uh, you know, what can you do anyway? Oh, Marcus Erickson, as we sit here and record, just ran another 229, but it was definitely in the draft. So hard to say he had, he doesn't even have a no toe rank right now. So actually nobody does. I think today, so it's Thursday. There's like a chance of rain tomorrow afternoon. So we're going to see a lot of, race uh, a lot of qualifying runs off and on as teams try to figure out the weather and, and look ahead but it's gonna be a weird day because usually thursday is race day or race qualify you know, race simulation day so we'll see i don't know if you have any any thoughts on what you've seen in a day and a quarter i know like i haven't it's hard to read too much into anything you know it's still practice yeah i mean i still think that the same people we expect to be strong are strong the Andretti's are looking pretty decent. I mean, the whole team looks pretty fast. Ganassi looks amazing, just like mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and actually, Ed Carpenter looks pretty good, but maybe not as fast. I don't know. We'll see. But they, they tend to be really good in qualifying, so we'll have to I watch mean, out for that. VK was tops of the no-toe chart yesterday, and he was two miles an hour quicker than the 
top Noto time from last year. So they have speed. They definitely have speed. It's, you know, it's hard to read into like Marcus Erickson running a 229, just, you know, a couple, you know, three tenths under a, a 230, but it was clearly in the draft. So it's hard to read too much into that. And it looks like if I'm reading the last, no, the last lap time that he was going to the pits. So it's hard to say. Anyway, you know, Santino Ferrucci was up there yesterday. He's up there again yeah. this morning. Who's at the bottom right now? Will Powers at the bottom, but he's but run Pensy one looks l- good. I mean, I said that, and then his he's run one lap, and it was a minute and eleven, so it was you know a systems check, and that's that's about it. So it's hard to you know say too much. So we have plenty of Indy five hundred helmets and liveries that are special. Is there one that you like? And if you saw a diecast of, like, let's put it that way, you see a diecast or you see merch, what are you buying? Um, or conversely, helmets, what what one are you totally avoiding? Okay, so the helmets, I think that Marcus Erickson nails it every single year with his helmets. He does. He does. Like he does a really good job. Um, in terms of the liveries trying to think like which ones stand out to me it i don't feel like there's really a standout one that i love this year if that makes sense it does i always like marco's cool or what is it called is that what the cooler's called cool yeah the k-u-h-l or whatever yeah 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 i like i like those colors it's pretty pretty good looking car i actually think connor's car is pretty cool i like that more than the normal bit nile like gold and blue and white. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to buy a diecast of anything that I've seen so far, to be honest. So it's it's funny. Connors is not only like my least favorite, it might be like one of my least favorite in recent memory. Like don't like really? it. Really? Even not even not even a little bit. I have no interest in it. It's I just don't like it at all. I actually don't mind Elio with the pink and white versus the pink and black. Like it looks pretty slick. It's not, it's not like great by any means, but it's better than the pink and black, but I'm still between Pato and Felix for like my favorite this year, you know, Felix with the Marlboro kind of throwback and Pato with the Lama winner throwback. I forget what year that was, but that 70, spark- no 95 was their Lama win. That like sparkle black looks really awesome. So I hope they, I hope they, maybe they have a good month in May and they decide to run that like a couple more times throughout the year or something like that. That would be perfect to me. So I can see that car in person at some point this year when I'm able to get on the road. But I don't think we have too much else. There was a Kyle Larson press conference this morning. That was just talking about preparation for next year. There was no special news. People were like, oh, what are they going to talk about? Jeff Gordon's going to be there. I and, forgot uh, about Canapino's livery. That's my favorite one. Okay. Yeah, that one's nice. It's pretty cool. I don't yeah. like the driver suit as much as I do the livery, but that's just like, that's just me being nitpicky to to disagree. Like, I don't have any major issue with it. I just don't like it as much. All right. Well, I guess we could keep this episode pretty short and we can dive into predictions if you want. 
Yeah, let's just mention real quick that we're still watching Calamai lot because oh, something's yeah, yeah. up with that car and it seems like they're hesitant to change chassis. But it looks like he's doing a little bit better this morning as we are recording this, but you never know. I mean, I hope that they don't have to do that because it, that that's obviously a setback you don't want to have to deal with. But yeah. um, I, I don't necessarily see him as somebody who would be bumped anyway. Even if he has that issue, I, I really don't see it, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, he could easily be bumped because the car just isn't what he can handle and something happens and he and he walls it or he just can't hold it. You know, kind of like Jack Harvey in in Texas where he's just not able to go go full throttle through the corners. And I did watch Jack Harvey's telemetry a little bit yesterday afternoon because I was curious. He was going all out in in the laps that he was running, so I think they've corrected whatever kind of oval issues they had from Texas, which is good to see. I guess before we make predictions, the one kind of interesting interview that came out this week was Graham Rahal saying that you know he's a free agent after this year, and you know he doesn't want necessarily to stay at Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan, just to stay there. Like he believes he can be competitive and win races. And if he's on a team that's not competitive, he's going to look elsewhere. A, did you see that? B, what'd you think? And C, if not Ray Hall, where is Graham Ray Hall going? I thought that was pretty brutally honest. Yep. I mean, as we have come to expect from Graham. Correct. He's a free agent. I don't know where else he would go. Really? I mean, it makes sense that he stays where he is because I mean, integrating into a new team, I think he's got enough experience where he could do it. But how old is he? He's not that old. He's a few years older than he's in his early 30s, right? He's 30. <laughs> I think he's born in 89, I want to say. So I think he's 32. I am looking that up currently. He is 34. 34. Oh, so he's older than I thought. Okay. But that's still, I mean, oh, well, that yeah, that would have been right anyway. He was born in 89. It's 34 instead of 32. That was just my math issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, yeah, he, I think... I would see him retiring rather than leaving Rahal Letterman Lanigan, but I don't know if, if he gets an offer from like Ganassi, I could see him doing that, but I don't, I don't really see that happening. So this is a weird statement from him. That seems a little weird because it Rahal seems to be on their way up. Yeah. I think it's a case of, I don't know if Ray Hall's on the way up. I mean, they might. I guess like theoretically, in terms of the season be, performance. Yeah, yeah. Right now, they're they're pretty garbage. Minus, you know, they were okay at the GMR Grand Prix a week and uh, last weekend, I guess it was. But I guess the only thing is like if Marcus Erickson, who has told Ganassi, like I'm not bringing money next year, like I deserve to be a a paid driver and not a pay driver. If Ganassi is like, yeah, you know, like you're really good, but also we want your money still. And he goes elsewhere. That opens up a seat. Hello is gone. So that's two seats there. So like, okay, theoretically, Armstrong slots in there with a full season instead. There's Mm -hmm. still a seat open there. I'm looking at a list right here. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. You know, obviously Felix could be up in play in one of those, but maybe Ray Hall. back to Ganassi. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying in, in for open seats in general. Yeah, but yeah. I would I would choose the Ray Hall over Felix on the business side of things, not necessarily in the driving side, but on the business side. Yunkos, who knows where Kalamilot goes? Maybe Shank has an open seat or two. Like there, so there's like theoretically maybe there coin. could be coin. I don't know maybe what Rob's situation is. Devlin is no longer there, so you have an Andretti seat. I could see Graham staying with Honda and doing that. So there's yeah. a couple places he could end up. I don't know what to make of it. I do like that Graham is like Mr. Honest once he hit 30 or 32 or whatever, like a couple of years ago when he was all of a sudden like, I'm just going to shoot, shoot the shit and tell you like it is. So that's fun and I enjoy it. But anyway, let's dive right into predictions. We'll keep it short this week since... Most people are either at the track or preparing like you and Sarah to go to the track. I'm trying to find the predictions I sent you yesterday. I have it. Okay. You 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 lead it off then. Okay, so you wanted to talk about the bottom four for Sunday's bumping. Okay. So go should right I do all four or should we do like one? No, you one? can you can do four. If we have overlapping, there's 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 a, there's a hundred percent chance you and I pick at least one of the same guy. Okay, so my guesses for who could potentially be bumped are R.C. Anderson. Okay. Um, I also think Benjamin Peterson could be at risk. Who else do I think could be at risk? Mm, this is harder because. Those two seem weaker than others. I guess you could see a Ray Hall like Jack Harvey, but I kind of doubt that. Um, who do I? Who else am I going to guess? Wow, yeah, this gets really difficult actually now to see who would get bumped. I guess I'm going to have to say Callum because he might be at risk. Sure, sure, and. The final one that I'll take a guess at might have to be, wow, yeah, this is hard. Uh, 
Uh, you know, what? I'm going to piss everybody off and um, say Elio's in the bottom four and has to make his way in. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of a, a hot take one as well right now, but I'm okay. not saying he won't make it, but sure. that'd be sure, sure, epic. Sure. A four time winner having to get his way in in the last chance shootout. I'm here for the drama, so I'm just saying that. I am going to say that we are going to see Christian Lungard. We will see. Well, again, I don't think he'll necessarily be bumped. We'll see Canapino. So that's two. I'll agree with you on Anderson. I think I think they'll they'll end up getting in because that car is better prepared than previous attempts by Enerson when with that Top Gun racing shenanigans. And then I will say, let's make a hot, like a super hot take here. Ooh, I have a Let, good one, but yeah, let's say. So I have Lungard, Canapino, Enerson, and Kyle Kirkwood. Okay. Maybe just an accident, like a mistake. You know, not not you know a damning mistake, but he puts it in the wall and he ends up in the bottom four. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. We talked about qualifying times. We oh no, we have about... more. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. We have more predictions. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I yeah, yeah. we that prediction was so long. It's it's like the length of of all of our predictions usually. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You wanted the pole winner. Pole winner. Okay, I'm going Polo. Okay. I'm gonna go Sato. Okay. I sense a theme here for the strong side of things. Yep. Yeah. And then average speed of the poll winner. So I don't remember exactly what it was last year. It was like 232. It's yeah, it was. Speed, yeah. 500. I thought it was. Was it 232? Really? 234.046. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was higher than that. I am going to say it's going to be closer to. 233 and a half somewhere around there okay um so you said it was 234 you know what let's just say that they get like the high end of 234 234.8 or 9 okay so we're gonna have a new a new track record we'll Dixon was <laughs> Dixon was the average speed record last year at 234.046 okay what's next or is that it that's it i think um yep that's all that you had sent me unless you can think of anything else on the fly to predict woo i don't know how many times will james hinchcliffe say the awkward phrase fast jacking when you're watching practice and qualifying (laughs) (laughs) because it's at least like 44 right now Watching Jack Harvey do that on the steering wheel with like the triggers was really interesting, though, because yes, I had no idea that that was going on. And I thought that they had to do like some kind of a rotary switch before, if I remember correctly, watching them do the fast jacker in the past or like a button on the steering wheel rather than the trigger. Yeah, I think it used some of that stuff used to be on the front of the steering yeah. wheel. And I know like the old way jacker and I'm not talking like 20 years ago, like more recently was like on the side, like. Wasn't there something like near a driver's like knee where he almost had to take his hand off the wheel? That might yeah. be, might have been 20 years ago, actually, now that I think of it. No, that. no, I think that was not that long ago, but I yeah, I don't remember exactly when that was, but 
I'm excited. This is the weather looks really good, which is going to be fun because that's why I think the speed could be super sure. high. The, the weather looks good for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be cooler this weekend than race weekend. So I don't think it's gonna be like 98 degrees or anything on race weekend, but definitely cooler this weekend. Ooh, I don't know if we should predict this or not. I just kind of had an idea. Yeah, go ahead. Who's the first person to like damage the car in any way? We saw Graham hit like hit the wall, but it, yeah. nothing happened. Do you do you have a guess of who or does someone damage the car at all? It seems like it always happens at least once, but somebody's going to. Let's uh, let's say Stingray Rob is the first one to damage a car. Okay. What about you? My guess to damage the car is Max Chilton. No, I'm just kidding. He's not even in the race <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um Let's see who damages the car. Devlin, unfortunately, I think could could do something aggressive and hurt the car. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. All right. Well, we'll wrap it there. Y'all enjoy everything this weekend. I'll be following along like the first half of Saturday, and I'll be in the car for a little bit Saturday afternoon, so I might miss a touch. But no big deal. Enjoy. And early next week, we'll do some race predictions and get ready for the race. And I'm just so glad that we don't have to do this is before you were on the show. But when we did that, like the host led dumping milk on our heads, it was the pandemic year. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad we don't have to do that again. Uh, Not that we like we had to. I'm so glad that. The world is at a place where some of us can t- travel and do things again. Because that was that was disgusting. Yeah, milk is not one of the liquids that I'd want to be covered in. Yes. At all. Anyway, if you want to see that video, I don't think it exists anymore. So too bad. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I'll send it to you. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That's it. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.